thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. The first 18 episodes of this podcast feature my audiobook, Defining Marriage, read chapter by chapter, one week at a time. And now, James and I talk about what's going on. James, what is going on? I'm like a bird. Ah! Oh, you're already peeking. You're already making me having to do edits on, on your weird noises. Peekaboo. Peekaboo Street. It's the Olympics. Peekaboo Street, everybody. Peekaboo. It's a victory for object permanence. Peekaboo. Is there, are there any jokes about Pikachu Street? Pikachu Street. That's where I get my wet Pikachu action. Wet? Yeah, you get them all wet and they get uh, tingly. Like when you put uh, a nine volt battery against your tongue or against any other mucosal surface. Now, you were showing me uh, a new Meowth uh, this Mm. morning, the Alola version of Meowth. Alola, yes. Um, And I saw somewhere else that uh, his abilities, am I using the right terminology, are are listed as pickup and technician? Oh, oh, oh. Those are, um, what is the name of those? Uh, Let's call them abilities. Sure. I think they are. Okay. So at first I thought that was saying that he was like a pickup artist, but like a really technical one? Sure. And a really fancy one. Mm, Pickup technician. Uh, Alola. That's what he says. Sure. He was a showgirl. He had a thing cut down to there and you could see his pubic hair. He went to town now with Team Rocket. James put on his best dress and he made quite a mess. Can't wait to see the iTunes reviews at that prompts. (laughs) Uh, what else is going on? We've, we've got the Olympics happening. Those I are, said that. Peekaboo. Yeah, I, I'm I on know. Peekaboo Street. Yeah, yeah. The universal gesture of the Olympics. Yeah, you can't see it at home, uh, fools who aren't looking, but I'm covering my eyes and uncovering them. That is true. On Peekaboo Street. Uh, you are perhaps shielding yourself from discovering the identities of all the athletes on Grinder. Oh, uh, I don't want to know. I want it to be a surprise at the end of the season. No spoilers about which ones are gay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you might have seen listeners that... Uh, They're all gay, aren't they? I mean, you look at the, the Summer Olympics guys, and my goodness, what a what a Bellamy to... Uh, you got Bellamy, you got a little bit of Sean Cody, you mm-hmm. got a little bit of Colton uh, Stagboy, and some uh, centaur appeal. Yes. Oh, man. Can you imagine if there were centaurs in the Olympics? Why aren't there? That would be so great. Is yeah, polo part of the Olympics? I don't know. Because the centaurs would have an advantage. I do believe water polo is, but there are no the horses. horses in that. Oh, goodbye, horses. Oh, so, James has been singing that song. I don't know why. What got us on the topic of, uh, oh, no, what's the movie? Oh, for we're already into it, and, and we've been chastised. We have. We've been, ooh. Silence chastised. of the Lambs. Uh, there we, oh, you know that one. I got it. I got it. Because we it's got an animal in it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what got us on the topic of Silence of the Lambs? Because there's a song in there about horses that you've been singing over and over and over. Toodaloo, buddies. Ooh. Um, um, this is a very swishy ep- ooh, episode for me. Maybe it's because we saw um, Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson last night. We did. And now I'm just uh, co-opting his bit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just- uh, not... In intentionally i'm just <laughs> slipping into that voice way too easily sorry yeah, it's a good voice it's a it good is a really oh it's such a satisfying voice ah yeah so we saw brian and aaron not like socially but they were in town yesterday on their throwing shade tour mm-hmm. and uh we saw them at numos where they they uh, ran out of chairs they only put out enough chairs for half the people who were there less than half but less i think that was probably always the plan right i guess mm-hmm. everybody else just had to stand like it was yeah. a state dinner and the, the queen hasn't sat down yet certainly Brian the queen's Aaron's never stood, sat so, down yeah yeah so i guess it makes sense that we would stand exactly and then we saw them afterwards and well i saw them afterwards you ran away i did run away yes. I, I, what do i have to say to them you could say hello this is my partner james well i don't know why you would say that <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be very strange. Yes. And I point to myself. Yes. Sometimes it's nice to introduce yourself to people. Why? I'll never see them again. You could. You... I guess I could. I, guess, I mean... And that's not the point. It's just to say hello to somebody. It's nice to say hello. It's not. Not if I'm never going to have any other interaction with them. I mean, I've just wasted my time and theirs. Let's let's be respectful of everyone's time. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to have a big tall glass of Soylent because I'm back on the Soylent, baby. You sure are. And, uh, and they're going to go about their business, doing whatever they do. Wave their genitals at strangers. That's their show, right? That is their show. That was my favorite part last night. But the grinder, Matthew. Yeah, the meat grinder. Sure. Uh, so yeah, there was this uh, journalist in down in Rio who went around on Grinder. His name was Rio, and he walked upon the sand. He met a Meowth, and their love, it sure was grand. And he met some gay athletes on Grinder and uh-huh. reported uh, identifying details. The article has now, the entire thing has been taken down. Okay. So, uh, I guess... But why? Why has it been taken down? Oh, they said, uh, well, it was our intention to uh, write a piece about how people are having sex at the Olympics, but we realized after... Everyone yelled at us over this piece <laughs> that uh, maybe this wasn't in the best taste. Okay, but I mean, the, the, the taste wasn't really the thing people were freaking out about, right? I mean, it's not the in big, great taste. The but... big freak out is, is that he identified people. Mm-hmm. and He specifically identified what kind of people? Gay people. Yeah, and why is that a problem? Because they are from countries, some of them, where it's not safe to be gay. Uh-huh. So I, that is shitty. And but then, like on a larger, larger point, I think people just objected to this straight journalist who was uh, treating gay people having sex as though some sort of amazing curiosity, and and people felt that that was insulting. And so, rather than deal with that criticism, I think it was a mistake to take the article down. I think it should remain up so we can continue talking about it. Uh, but I think they were just tired of having to defend this piece that, I mean, was just not very good. Well, my understanding is that it wasn't specifically about gays having sex. It was the annual, regular, every Olympics, there's the story about, oh, can you believe all the sex that these young, athletic, attractive people are having with each other? Amazing. Yeah, I mean, th- th- I think the story comes out every Olympics. Uh, oh, the Olympic Village, what a what a debauched den of fuckery. Mm. Um, and yeah, it sounds fun. So, my understanding, and I could be wrong, is that he wasn't specifically going after exposing the gay sex going on, just exposing that sex was going on, and that uh, using hookup app, oh, I mean, (laughs) social networking, I I did it again, Jesus (laughs) Christ, Um, social networking, I can't not, Matthew, what have you done to me? Don't blame me. I blame the dog. Blame Paris Milan. Sure. I think I understand what you're saying in all your different goofy voices, that he didn't intend to set out to entrap homosexuals, but he found it very easy to do so. Right. And the other thing is that I understand that it feels like a violation, right? It feels like a violation of privacy. It feels like a violation of personal safety to have something as vulnerable as an app where you're talking about your sexual preferences and putting some revealing images, most likely, uh, and other r- revealing information that just sort of identifies you. And your assumption as a user is that everyone's there for the same purpose that you are. But of course, that's not the case. That information is out there, and you don't know who's looking at it. You don't know who's giving it a little peekaboo street. Mm, could be peekaboo street. It could be. Peekaboo street could be scoping all the gay athletes at Rio, and I hope she is. M- more power to her. I hope she's in the tub like Angela Lansbury, and she's got some candles going, and she's listening to Goodbye Horses, yep. and she fires up Grinder, and she checks Rio, and, and then her body is hers to enjoy. That's what Angela Lansbury said, right? Oh, your body is yours. Take it out to the dry cleaner and get it scrubbed. 
or steamed or like I don't I don't know what I don't know what they do. Your they body do. At a dry cleaner. Uh, they just splash dry cleaning fluid on you, and then I think it's it's highly ca- cancerous. It's a carcinogenic bath of love. Good. Good. I mean, that is what Rio's water kind of looks like. Oh, because it has the Zika virus, right? And Zika, well, it's Zika. Got a lot of trash in it. And then oh. one of the swimming pools, do you see one of the swimming pools just turned green? <laughs> what? Yeah, so they're supposed to be blue, but uh, it turned green overnight. How? What happened? Probably an algae bloom. Algae? Yeah. Wait, but isn't the chlorine in there to stop the algae? Yeah, just, I guess they didn't do a very good job of that. Oh, my. Whoever's in charge of it just didn't put enough in, or I don't know, maybe they didn't shock it properly. Who knows? Oh, shock the monkey. I'm shocked. Oh, my Zika chew has just fainted. Do you think Shaka Khan was involved? Oh, Shaka Khan is uh, at every Olympics. You can go to any pool and just find her. Uh, <laughs> she does the dolphin move from Showgirls? No. She leaps out of it like mm-hmm. the pr- the fairy in uh, one of the Zelda games. Oh. <laughs> yes. And she balances a ball on her nose. <laughs> then she gets a gold medal. Good for her. Yeah, that's. I would love to see Shaka Khan up there on the on the podium, winning a gold medal for um, fairies. Sure, that's her. That's her event. Sure, synchronized mincing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, not to bring the mood down a little bit, oh. but we need to talk about uh, someone pathetic. Okay. Uh, specifically, uh, someone has called the National Organization for Marriages and Bathrooms uh, members mm-hmm. pathetic. Okay. Guess who has called their members that? Donald Trump. The National Organization for Marriage itself. Oh. Uh, so NAM is doing their, what they call their critical summer membership drive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, just that as part of that, I assume we're going to arrive at a point where they call their members pathetic, but let's go on. Yes. Uh, NAM began our critical summer membership drive on July 22nd. Uh-huh. We're now three weeks into our drive, the halfway point, and we've received 256 contributions from our members. We're only 17% toward our goal of receiving 1,500 membership contributions. That is pathetic. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. That is amazing. Yes. It is amazing and pathetic. Yes. <laughs> I mean, first of all, the fundraising, mm. uh, I mean, okay, I mean, they they lost. What are they raising money for? And also now that apparently they're not about marriages, they're about bathrooms because they lost on marriage. But whatever. Like, I can understand it's a mixed message. It's a losing message. People don't want to contribute anymore. They're not getting contributions. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But to try to spur donations by calling the current contributions pathetic is just such amazing PR. I love yes. it. I love it. <laughs> to be fair, uh-huh. maybe he's not saying that the members are pathetic. Maybe he's saying that the organization is pathetic. Well, there's something pathetic going there's some on. There's pathos. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, not to laugh at someone's misfortune, but... <laughs> I have no pathos for them. <laughs> okay, well... Too bad. Uh, Brian is still very busy. Uh, he is a member of the... Not National- Brian... So- not, not Paris not Milan. Sophie. Okay, because no, no. I've still got that on the brain. No. Uh, Brian Brown. Okay. National Organization for Marriage and Bathrooms. The creator of Arthur. What? Really? Yes. Okay. The Aardvark. Sure. Uh, and the Kissing Chicken. <laughs> well, now we know what he's really into. Mm. No, so Matthew, obviously Arthur was created by Mark Brown, who spells his name wrong. Oh, he spells a it with C. a C. Mm. He's a Mark with a C. He came to the Lowell Pollard Memorial Library when I was a little boy, and he signed an Arthur book for me. And I was like, "Who the hell are you? And what the hell is this? Why am I here? I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what Arthur is, but I'll take the book." And then I went home and read it, and I was like, oh, "That's pretty good." You know, that is almost exactly what you said to me last night when I asked if you wanted to meet Brian Safi. No, it's not. I like, know. Who, what am I doing here? Why would I do this? Who are you? <laughs> it's not bad. 
Huh. Yeah. No, it was good. Well, uh, anyway, Brian... Uh, oh, no, he's made me forget his name. Brown. Brian Brown mm-hmm. is working for... It's something called, like, the National Congress on Families or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Oh, no, international. And so they fight for terrible things for LGBT people all around the world. So I'm sure that project is going to be a little more lucrative for him. What are the terrible things? Oh, uh, adoption. And... Okay. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not they're not so stupid that they're like, oh, death penalty for homosexuality in Uganda. But... Well, they tried that. It didn't work too well. That wasn't really him. Oh, okay. Although, I'm sure he's Well, somebody with, tried that. Yeah, yeah. There were Americans were involved. And I'm sure they're friends with Brian Brown. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't really there. No, he... You know, Brian Brown will, will... Like, he'll pop up. He popped up in France when they were debating marriage equality. And, you know, they'll just go to other countries. He was in Russia at one point mm-hmm. to talk about, oh, you know, uh, the stupidly referred to uh no promo homo laws that say oh you, it's actually pretty catchy you, you can't talk about gay stuff mm-hmm. uh, and gay adoption and religious freedom aka discrimination all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of countries don't have religious freedom so what, what is it what are you mm-hmm. saying there I don't know. Well, I assume he's not going to... Gosh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a country that... Uh, Saudi Arabia. He's probably mm-hmm. not going to Saudi Arabia to you don't say, think so? hooray, religious freedom for <laughs> Christians. Wouldn't it be amazing, though? Mm. Uh, no, I, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was going to Saudi Arabia and being like, oh, uh, pr- preservation of the family means uh, strong prohibitions against uh, homosexuality. Mm. Um which would be awfully shitty. I mean, I don't think he's done that, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. I feel like we talk about this every episode, but what does homosexuality do to the family? What is the negative effect it has? Oh, boy. Well, they like to claim, they like to cite their phony research that shows, they say, that kids do better with a mom and a dad. Okay, but but, but let's say, but that only refers to kids raised by gay parents. I mean, what what is homosexuality, what what does the existence of homosexuality do to harm the family? It creates a culture in which people can question their gender. Uh, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. So no... Okay, but let's follow that down. What's the harm of that? Well, uh, people uh, often regret questioning their gender later in life, they would say. What? Who does? So the National Organization for Marriage and Bathrooms just put out this blog post about how new data shows that more minors than ever before mm-hmm. are being treated for gender dysphoria mm-hmm. and they're saying oh my god can you believe this this is a uh, increase about tenfold over the last decade uh what a what a horrible calamity okay. because it means that young people are being told that gender means more than their genitals and uh that is not in keeping with god's plan and they will regret it later in life and they're being indoctrinated into a culture where gender is not strictly determined by your penis i mean but wait, wait oh, now so now we're like way far afield from homosexuality um i know and, I and know. What, why is nam getting involved in, in gender dysphoria stuff right and what is the what are they basing these regrets in later life on? Anecdotes. Like everything. All of their research is made up. It's phony research concocted by bigots to justify their bigotry. Okay. And but, so they can make it say whatever they want it to say. I know, but we've like we've sort of gone down the primrose path here, which I guess is what they want. Of The question I started with was, how does homosexuality harm the family? And through this like winding hedge maze, we've ended up at more kids are being treated for gender dysphoria, and they may regret that later in life. 
I still don't understand how homosexuality harms the family. That's not an answer to how homosexuality harms the family. That's the answer to some other question that I didn't ask and that it doesn't sound like it's based on anything. I think what you're looking at here, if you were to take like to zoom way out uh, as as one might in in a game of um, No Man's Sky, uh, you would see a partially loaded planet with lots of blocky cubes that don't amount to an entire experience. Uh, so I think their logic is spotty and disconnected and they know what they want to be true and they've got a little bit of research that they made up and they just sort of, with their unexamined assumptions, just assume, oh, well, uh, we know, we know that homosexuality is bad and we know that because we want that to be true. Well, no, I mean, you boil it down. It's not about harm. It's about God said it's bad. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, but you know we can interpret things the way we want. And so uh, it's about God said so. But they have to tie themselves up into a pretzel to say anything other than God said so. Yeah, and you know I think they still will get back to that. They'll still say, oh, it's contrary to God's plan. But you yeah. know they also know their audience, so they can't say that to everybody. Well, yeah, I mean that will work with the people who think they're following the same god agenda that they are but it's not going to work with people who think about things yeah yeah those people oh pesky people who think about people things. Are like well well look like my maybe my religion says it's wrong and i want to to become a, a little angel bird i'm an angel bird ah! and fly around with the harp and live on a cloud and eat ice cream all day with my great 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 grandmother and a fucking caveman because he's probably up there too mm. um but uh you're talking about the geico commercial absolutely but how does the sweet sweet bum sex between two guys in the next building affect me becoming an angel bird playing with my caveman ancestor and my uh and my spaceman descendant because those two men by demanding acceptance mean that you are now living in a culture that celebrates sin but wait but wait oh 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 but isn't that exactly the circumstances jesus lived in and he said basically you do you give unto caesar what is caesar's let the other people do their sin if they're mean to you turn the other cheek you live righteously you do the right things and sell all your possessions and give them to the poor and give people health care and food and shelter and take care of each other and love each other and as long as you're taking care of you don't give a fuck what the society's doing because the society's corrupt the society's sinful they're not going to heaven you are because you're doing you and you're doing the right things well look i don't know who this jesus person is but he sounds like a communist yeah, I, I, I mean, what do you want me to say? I, I can't defend these people's positions. Well, like, I just, comes, I, I just don't understand how the the two dudes who who are <laughs> going to town on each other in the next uh, in the next county, how that affects your plans to live with your cave woman, great, 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 great to the power of 26 grandmother and your space woman, great, great, great to the power of 26 granddaughter, how, how you are affected by the, how does that affect you? First of all, I'm angry at you for revealing that when we have sex, it sounds like a pie-eating contest. (laughs) 
Uh, so, I mean, ultimately, what it gets mm-hmm. down to is these people just want to do what humans are programmed to do, which mm-hmm. is to form tribes and fight other tribes. Yes, programmed by evolution, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, we had an intelligent designer. <laughs> no, tut tut, we did not. No, uh, obviously, the, the yeah. humans who formed tribes and killed the other tribes passed their genes on, and now we're stuck with these tribalism yeah, traits. Yeah, so we've been naturally selected to, dis- to, to form groups and to hate other groups. And yeah. they're just doing what they have been naturally selected to do um it is it is possible not to do that Mm -hmm. if you want to think logically about i don't know life but uh we also have not been selected to think logically about things we haven't we have been selected though to invite them to the rotten cocksuckers ball oh my god can we talk about that please do uh so i don't remember how we found this but there's this song from like the 40s i think or maybe might be the 50s um so it's this band i can't remember their name it's a vocal band it's like a barbershop quartet kind of style and they've got a song called The Rotten Cocksucker's Ball that is just filthy. Oh, no, I remember how we found it. We were listening to, like, old blues songs from the 20s. We were listening to dirty, dirty, dirty songs. old songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like My Girlfriend's Pussy, which is amazing. It's it's great. You can find all these on My YouTube. My Girlfriend's Pussy. You can find all of these on YouTube. Uh, I really like the um, Barnacle Bill songs, like the... the oh, the, sure. Like the explicit, unexpurgated version mm-hmm. uh, of, of Barnacle Bill. Um, the, the I Line My Ass with Broken Glass and Circumcise the Skipper version. Yes. <laughs> Um, anyway, there's something about his balls in there as as well. Anyway, so, uh, the, the Rotten Cocksuckers ball, so great. And then there was also the woman who, uh, gave the clap to everyone she met. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she had two boyfriends and they both had big dicks. That sounds familiar. Although that must just have been something that happened to me. Uh, there's another one where she sings about her jelly donut. Oh no, her jelly roll. Oh, that one. That one's subtle in comparison. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I think what might have gotten us onto this was Jack A. Harry. It was. It was from Ladybugs. Jack A. Harry has a bit where it seems like it's the only bit in the movie where she's enjoying herself, and she sings. If I can't sell it, which at another point. That's true. And I honestly, I don't think that's like in character. I think she was just, just like eating a sandwich. And yeah. She's like, is the camera on me? I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one else seems to care. So I'm just going to finish my sandwich. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, what is it? If I can't sell it, I'm going to sit on it. Mm-hmm. So she's just kind of singing that to herself when Rodney Dangerfield walks into the scene. And like, if you... Oh, don't let me ruin it. This is the only good scene in the movie. <laughs> it is such a great, filthy song. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like the part that she's singing, mm-hmm. is, it's just such a, a, a small little, uh, if you will, snatch of song mm-hmm. that uh, it's not that dirty in the context of Ladybugs. Certainly, ah! it's, it's no less troubling than, than many of the other things that happen in that film. Yes. Uh, Most of the jokes are pedophilia or transphobia based. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's a real, uh, it's a real hoot. But that song, if you see, you can find, uh, you can find, um, oh, I've forgotten her name. It's not Ma Rainey, but you can find another performer singing that song on on YouTube, and it's so great. I can't mm-hmm. believe I haven't seen drag queens perform it because it's dirty and sassy and and so subversive and fun. It is ostensibly about a sofa, but it's not <laughs> about a sofa. You see, that's that's I, I've spoiled it for you. If you thought it was about a sofa, it's not. It does sound dirty. Speaking of things that sound dirty, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to hear about a gay limerick? Sure, I do. Well, I'm going to have to disappoint you because uh, well, well, oh. <laughs> because this news item is actually about Mr. Gay Limerick. Oh no, I'm even more interested now. He's just a gay man who He's represents just from the town of Limerick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Northern Ireland, as we've noted, uh, is currently grappling with marriage equality, and uh, Mr. There once was a gay from Limerick who had a corned beef slimmer dick. 
He stuck it in the mail slot, and there it got caught, and he said, well, fuck. Good, good. Uh, That is almost as good as Boris Johnson's limerick. Oh, what was it? Do you remember that? I can't remember. (laughs) I do remember that Boris Johnson, he was what? Like, Secretary of of the Land? Secretary of the Land, yes. That's his his official British title. Uh Uh-huh. They might have that. Secretary of the Land. He he bestowed that title, given that title by the Queen's Swans. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he was the... He was the Swan Secretary. He was the Swan Secretary. Uh, He was... He wrote a limerick about the... I want to say it was the president of Turkey, maybe? Maybe. Um... And it's really dirty and insulting. Mm-hmm. And I, also not very good. Yeah, yeah. It's got a really bad rhyme in there. It basically accuses the, the president of Turkey of, of um, having sex with a goat. Mm-hmm. And now he's the foreign secretary, or whatever the, the, um, the John Kerry version of that in England is. So, okay. He also... Windsurfer Supreme? Windsurfer Supreme. He looks like... Boris Johnson, he looks like um, somebody shucked an ear of corn and threw it to the side and it landed on his head. Like, his hair... Is that is, what Jimmy Crack Corn and I Don't Care is about? Oh, it's about the mayor of London. Yeah, I, I always assumed. It's a very classy song. It is, it is. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that, blah, 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 Mr. Gay Limerick supports gay marriage, uh, if you believe that. But he, anyway, he's taking a, he's doing some activism around that. And I bring that up only because I think it's very funny that someone has the title Mr. Gay Limerick. So is he like a, like a leather bar title holder? What is his, what makes one Mr. Gay Limerick? Similar to that. It's sort of a beauty contest uh, with, with talent competition. What's his talent? Uh, is it... <laughs> pie eating? Yes. Could be, could be. Uh, could be uh, eat someone's pie, if you know what I mean. Is the Rock did a song yeah. like that, you know. Did what? Wrestling's The Rock did a song about eating pie. No, um, he didn't. He did. Why did he do a song? I Who let him do a song? You need to. What look, does that even mean? You need do to a look song. up the words. L- what, what? What are you even talking about? You I know he up- was a tooth fairy. <laughs> There's a song. He's going to eat pie, and the pie is not a pie. He likes old pie. He likes Chinese pie. He likes all the pie. You know the kind of pie. Was this a rap? It was a. It was sort of a Rex Hamilton talky talk uh, song. I there's honky tonk songs, then there's talky talk songs. This was more of a talky talk song. Okay. Uh, in other news, Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> please, please, no Tasmanian devil pie eating contest. Uh, Tasmania has uh, passed a marriage equality measure uh, eight to five in the in the state parliament. Oh, good. So they support gay marriage. Doesn't do anything. Sure, because they're part of Australia, right? They are. Okay, it's where all the devils are. I want mm-hmm. to say it's also where the quokkas are. There may not be devils for much longer. Oh, that's right. They're spreading yeah. face cancer to each oh, other. Oh, yeah, it's very unpleasant. Mm. I don't know what the latest is on that. It's been going on for years now, so yeah. hopefully, hopefully... Well, I haven't heard about devils. it, so maybe we still have devils. Maybe, maybe they cured the devils, I don't know. That would be nice. Yeah. Anyway, so Tasmania likes gay marriage. Mm. And, right. and I like quokkas. Good. That's good. It's a good-looking animal. Joe Biden's wedding. Remember that from last week? No, I remember his, his baby boy photos where he was a cute oh, little guy in a sweater. quite a hunk. Mmm, mm, aloha, Joe. Oh, aloha, aloha form Biden, yes. Mm. Surfing on his tail, have you seen that? What? Uh, Joe Biden surfing on his tail? Yeah, except, except it's not his tail, it's his front tail. That's what I used to call penises when I was a kid. Back Absolutely. when I was at the Lowell Pollard Memorial Library, I slipped into uh, Massachusetts accents there, Pollard. Um, the, the Lowell Pollard Memorial... Uh, now, now I can't do it because I'm thinking about it. Anyway, in those days, 
no one would tell me what male genitalia was called. So I thought it was a tail that was stuck to the front of you. So I thought it was your, your front tail. Um, my sister later had a similar, uh, misunderstanding. She thought she had a back bum and a front bum. Hmm. So, uh, I know her husband listens to this from time to time. So, uh, yes, your wife, uh, thought she had a front bum. Think about that <laughs> in the wrong context. Okay, I'm done with the Lowell Pollard Memorial Library memories. Oh, God. What a, what a trip down memory lane it's been. Mm. Later, we'll tell the story about the dollhouse. <laughs> uh, anyway, Joe Biden, as you might recall, had a, uh, had a wedding at his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he married Brian and Joe. Brian and Joe, yes. Oh, two. boy, that's going to be so hot. Joe and Joe and Brian. Ooh. Mm, sure. Uh, they're mm. White House staffers. Sure. I don't think like they had they, they, they um, honor the tradition of the wedding officiant getting to have sex. With- oh, yes. Prima nocta. That's, uh, Joe Biden wrote that into the Constitution when no one was looking. <laughs> he was like, oh, you're not going to do anything in Congress? Well, I'm going to just uh, take out this old scrap of paper here. You know, a little Congress of my yeah, own. Oh, a little marital Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Prima nocta. This is a right reserved for the vice president. <laughs> uh, Brian and Joe, apparently, they uh, are big fans of the vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian just kind of offhand asked uh, Joe Biden's aide, his personal aide, mm-hmm. if uh, he'd be interested in performing the wedding. Joe mm-hmm. Biden loved the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, uh, they, uh, Brian said, we were at the White House uh, oh, the next day. So they had this wedding at Joe Biden's house. It was very nice. Uh-huh. And then the person interviewing them was like, and then the honeymoon. And he's like, no, the White House is a very busy place. So we actually, we had to go back to work uh, for the White House at 7.45 a.m. the next morning. The official visit from the Prime Minister of Singapore. And it was a 15-hour day. And uh, Joe, who does all the First Lady's travel, says the First Lady doesn't stop moving. Oh. Briefing with her less than 24 hours later. Well, that is her anti-obesity strategy. Yeah, she just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, he says, perhaps there'll be a week at the end of January when we are when we can relax before the next chapter in our life. Oh, well, all right. So, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It seems like end of January is, is maybe the busiest time. <laughs> but Well, I wonder. Because, I mean, are they going to wait till it's all lame ducky and... Uh, Michelle is just on a barca lounger uh, with a beer, watching... Oh, thank um, God, I can finally stop exercising. Yeah, watching Barefoot Contessa, Barefoot with a Contessa. I thought you were going to say Bear in the Big Blue House. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Michelle Obama loves Bear in the Big Blue House. Yep. She loves bears. Woof. Do you remember that? It was was such a good show. Bear in the Big Blue House was a good show. (laughs) You were like... 30 when it was on the air no, were you watching bear in the blue, blue house oh okay still that makes it better old. still too yeah old, okay no it had oh i forgotten her name but the woman who was the chief on um oh carmen san diego carmen san diego i can't believe i've forgotten her name she played the moon uh it had uh, a, a cute mouse whose name i forgot i've forgotten everything about this show because it's been so long well wait since these guys are white house staffers why don't they abuse their privilege and honeymoon on the moon honey Oh, that's it's definitely a thing that you can do. NASA rocket ship. NASA rocket ship. NASA rocket ship hot air balloon cannon. Good. These are all ways to get to the moon. I want you to just say that. Pause, and then say. So where are we on that? (laughs) (laughs) But we should be very far toward that because we've been to the moon. And it's been too long, and it's time to put gays on the moon. Yes. It's time to have gay honeymoon on the moon, and there will be honey, honey. The flowing from between the cheeks. Yes. You know what happens. Is when that sweet, sweet syrup comes out of the butt. This is what happens when when two gays are very much in love. One of them produces a sweet, sweet honey from his butt, Mm -hmm. and the other one eats it. Mm -hmm. And then his belly swells up. He feels so heavy. Oh, no. He starts to feel strange, and his hands turn into paws, and then... 
He's munching away, eating the honey, and his beard is all sticky, but he didn't have a beard before. Where did the beard come from? Uh-oh, I'm feeling kind of dopey, and oh, I'm so big, and uh, oh, the moon. Wait a minute, there's no atmosphere on the moon. What am I? Whoa! So... Did you just describe an erotic scenario in which someone was transformed into Grimace? (laughs) That is the gay agenda. We're going to turn all your sons into Grimace by pooing honey into their mouths. Mm, Great. All right. Well, getting things back on track? Uh, What could be more on track than a honeymoon on the moon, honey? (laughs) With rocket ship, balloon, cannon, NASA, spaceman Grimace, Bumbles the Bear, Honey Butt. Honey Butt. You're my Honey Butt. Oh, that is a pet name that I like. You are my honey butt. Your butt produces, uh, when it, like I said, when a gay is in love and you are deeply in love, yeah. uh, the butt produces honey. Good, good. Honey. Yeah. Except sometimes it needs a little spritz, let's be honest. But other times, honey. So speaking of ludicrous clowns, <laughs> Judge Roy Moore. Uh-huh. Uh, so we said last week that, uh, he was going to possibly go to trial and he is. Okay. So he's still suspended from the bench. He still can't do anything. So but what is he on trial for? Is it the, the trial of the century? It's the trial of the century. That's right. He told clerks not to issue marriage licenses after the Supreme okay. Court thing. And there's a complaint. And now finally the wheels of justice have taken him off his bench. So the Alabama Supreme Court does not have a chief justice hmm. and, and they won't until God knows when, because he's going to trial sometime in September, probably around the end of the month. Who knows? Okay. And then uh, he'll probably be kicked off the bench hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be free to run for governor. Well, he'll have a real martyr story. He will. Uh, that'll he will. play really well. Uh, now, I don't know who else is running, so I don't know what any of that means. And um, I don't care, frankly, but you can tell me. Luther Strange. Oh, perfect. Well, we don't know exactly who's running yet, because it's still a little early, but, I mean, he could run. He's the Attorney General, I want to say, of Alabama, or, um, yeah, I think he's the Attorney General. No, so. he's not. He's either an evil <laughs> psychiatrist or a good doctor who damaged his hands. Oh, well, okay. That's, I'd vote for him. Sure. I, or he could be a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, he seems like he'd make a better governor than the guy who was kicked off the Supreme Court twice. Sure. So, anyway, that's pretty much all there is to say about Roy Moore, just, uh... That uh, we're going to have some more news about him in September, and it's going to seem like we won when he gets kicked off the bench, and then it's going to seem like, oh no, when he runs for governor. He Uh, may not. He might not. Maybe that'll be the end of him. Probably isn't. Or maybe he'll just show everybody his honey butt, because he's so in love with justice. To prove his love, he's going to take the one boob from the Statue of Justice and put it in his mouth, but it's going to be covered, so it's tasteful. And then he's going to spread his cheeks, and all his honey is going to flow out, and anybody who wants can have a lick. And if they do, they'll turn into his little uh, uh, sugar bear. Okay. That sounds good to me. Oh, Honeycomb, honeycomb, me want honeycomb. That's what everyone's going to shout. The whole state of Alabama, they're going to find his honeycomb hideout. Oh, no. Oh, it's his little hexagonal honey hole. Ooh. Well, uh, that has been your erotic your erotic Supreme Court audiobook for today. <laughs> uh, very sexy, very hexagonal sexy. Hexagonal honey hole. Mm. Oh, oh, forbidden. Welcome to Roy Moore's Hexagonal Honey Hole, Honey Bun. You can be my sugar bear. Take down your underwear. Show me your pubic hair. I see. <laughs> I see it grows just about everywhere. I don't even give a care if you will show me what you've got down there. Oh, look, it's shaped like a pear. Now I'm feeling very scared. 
I suppose you've got a certain flair. Wait a minute. Are you Cher? If I could turn back time with my honey hole, I'd find a way. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week. If you're enjoying the show, please consult a physician uh, and also leave us a review on iTunes. We got a lovely review. No, we didn't. Andre. Oh, hello, Andre. Uh, who says that the show is spontaneous, intimate, uh-huh. witty, occasionally thoughtful. It's never thoughtful. I'd only take a point off for one of the uh, off of one of the five stars. The long bits where Matt tries to remember a name with the help question mark question mark of James. It's help, of course it is. I can see the honey flowing. He, he's he's into it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Andre. We've gotten mixed reviews on what's her name because some people they go gaga for that. Some people shit. love it. Um, and now perhaps, perhaps we've abused the privilege of your brain. It has happened a lot in the last few episodes. Consecutively. Uh, maybe too much, maybe not enough, probably too much. Maybe. I mean, I only seize upon it when it starts to happen, but what we may have here is a handsome Han situation where, because I know people like it, I am giving you cues to try to remember a celebrity subconsciously. I don't know I'm doing it. I don't know I'm prompting you. And I'm also not calling you handsome or Hans, despite your German breeding. Uh, but, uh, I don't want to be giving you subconscious cues to forget a woman's name. So, uh, I instead will be making a conscious decision to not talk about celebrities. Okay. That's fine with me. Uh, it's very painful for me when I can't remember those names. It's very frustrating. Oh no, you love it. I see the honey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, the seed is if, filthy. If you have feedback on on the frequency with which I forget things, uh, you can get in touch with me. I'm at Matt Baum on Twitter. I also have another podcast called The Sewers of Paris that you might like. That's at sewersofparis.com. I talk to gay guys about entertainment that changed their lives. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I think that's it for this week. Oh yeah, check out my YouTube channel for the video that I made about the outing of Olympic athletes that's at youtube.com slash matt baum m-a-t-t-b-a-u-m-e and by the power vested in me by the internet i pronounce this podcast over goodbye hans <laughs>